The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. You're tuned in to Heat Check with Trista Crick. On this episode of the Heat Check, so much popping. We haven't even had to talk about, uh, Ime Udoka. Now he might be the next Nets coach. I keep saying we're going to do an emergency pod. We're going to do an emergency pod. Uh, and I don't know if he's going to be hired. So let's just talk about it now, shall we? Let's get into Russell Westbrook. Give a little love for our guy who's leading the clubhouse in sixth man of the year. I don't know. 24 hours after a tweet where I said, hear me out. Sixth man of the year. Uh, how Steven Adams is the strongest man in the NBA. Keep circling. Every single year, every couple years. But there's some funny anecdotes that I thought I would point out, give him some shine and what he thinks is leading to how strong he is, which you will never believe what it is. Never, ever expect it. And I I guess really, is Kyrie Irving too toxic for any NBA team? Lastly, we break down Sam Hauser. Who? Yeah, exactly. The beat... And the league is on fire, so do me a favor, Nick, and drop that motherfucking beat. Brooklyn, 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 what can you say? They are in crisis mode. We knew that they would be. Like, we've known this. But it's like, it just keeps getting worse. And then I have to talk about it. I turned on ESPN. I turned on NBA Today. I turned on NBA TV. Turned on the radio. And all they could talk about was Kyrie, 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 Kyrie. Can we stop it? Like, until we figure out what's going on with the man, there's nothing new that's gone on in the last four days. kind of feels like it's just a little much. And I get it. Like, I even I said that it's probably one of the biggest stories since Michael Jordan retiring in the middle of his prime. Like, I get that. Kyrie has already missed two games, and there is now rumors this week he's going to be meeting with Adam Silver. So now the league might get involved, and the Nets, by the way, are 2-0 since he's been suspended. So that's the take that narrative, huh? What a shit show it is. 
And we have not talked at all, at all, about the Nets' apparent plan to bring in former Boston Celtics. Well, I guess he's sort of currently still the Boston Celtics head coach. He's just on temporary suspension, which we know is like a for real forever suspension. But anyway, is he the heir apparent to take over for the fired Steve Nash? A lot of people at one point said that he was. For those who have been sleeping under a rock, Ime Udoka took over for a very tumultuous Boston team. They had a ton of turmoil at the start of last year. Why, you say? Well, Danny Ainge was forced to retire and then come out of unretiring to go to the Jazz, but he was apparently never going to do anything with the NBA again. Brad Stevens steps down. He steps down to step up. He steps down from being the head coach, steps up to being the GM. You have the verge of splitting up Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and maybe trading Marcus Smart away. So, yeah, it was... uh, He took over for a team in disarray, and things weren't working well at first. In fact, the Celtics were under 500 at the halfway point before before Ime Udoka's plans started really coming in. The rest of the season, they were probably the best team in basketball. Made it all the way to the NBA Finals. They lost in six, as we know, to the Warriors. So, at that point... Things could have not looked better for Boston or for Udoka. And then, boom, all the rumors swirling, the reports about the trouble in Boston. And then, out of the blue, the Celtics announced they were suspending him for the entire season and that Joe Mazzula, Joe Mahula, would be taking over. So it was a consensual affair with a married Celtics employee. There was an investigation, as we know, discovered that he had also used crude language before the start of their improper relationship. Oh, you mean sexting? You mean that? Then the affair was reportedly discovered by the husband via ring doorbell camera. The husband allegedly also worked for the Boston Celtics. Important wrinkle to note. Which, let's face it, very, very unexpected way to get caught cheating is a conversation via ring. Hey, baby. Is this is this Udoka? Hey, Open up the door. <laughs> Wait, he wasn't just bringing over his travel plans? Um, so, yeah, Yudoka's been quiet. There's been an apology. Enter Josai. Enter the Brooklyn Nets. Nash gets fired. Immediately the rumor. Bring in Yudoka. He's the only one that they're looking at. That's what Sham said. It's all a done deal. And then... All the Kyrie shit happened. And now it's like, ooh, uh-oh, I don't know. It's hard to keep up, though, really, with what's going on. So he was not introduced as the new head coach, and now we know why. According to Mark Stein, league sources say that there have been some strong voices urging Josai to back off of the Nets' intention to hire suspended Celtics coach Ime Udoka. Considerable, given the considerable turmoil Brooklyn has already faced this season. So it seems like this hiring is now on hold. I have thoughts. Two things. One, before we get into it, I have two things that I must disclose. Number one, this is November 7, 2022. I have not heard any news. So if there are news that comes out, the Ime Udoka, I don't know. I'm not even going to 
put it out into the ether, but that it was a non-consensual relationship in any way, that changes things. Two, I am from Portland, Oregon. I lived, I grew up like a mile away from Ime Udoka. Not a lot of people that grew up in Portland raised to the heights of Ime Udoka. So there's a, there probably is some bias here. He and his two assistants went to the same, uh, well, his two assistants went to the same middle school as me. Damon Stoudemire, Portland legend, was there much before I was. Aaron Miles, my guy, grew up with him. Uh, went to the same middle school at the same time. He was a legend in Portland in the high school ranks as well. So yeah, I was a fan of the hiring, I was a fan of the success, and I was a fan of my hometown doing something of good. Uh, so this leads me to this. What Ime Yudoka did, because I think there's a lot of people who think that he should never coach again, that what he did was so egregious that he should just never be allowed, and there's media members that say he's probably done. What he did was dumb, obviously. You don't, first of all, you can't get caught on a ring camera, right? You just, like, you obviously shouldn't have been at someone's house that works in the organization and is married. We know that. That broke a bunch of not only cardinal sins, you know, smashing at somebody else's crib, uh, that's not good, but also organizational rules as well. And to that end, he was punished to the letter of the law, about as severely as you could be punished by the Boston Celtics. Did not commit a crime, as far as I know. And he didn't break any laws. But for whatever reason, he's being treated like some criminal because nobody thinks he should coach anywhere ever again. Consensual relationship with someone inside the Boston Celtics. I don't know what the fuck that has to do with the Brooklyn Nets. What does that have to do with them? What does that girl, that woman, have to do with the Nets? Does, did he break any Nets protocol? No. No laws, no Nets protocol. Boston rules, gets severely punished to the letter of the law in the Boston system. How much more punishment does he deserve? What, what else is there to do? If you were a CEO, you're the man in charge for Microsoft, and you fuck around with an engineer on your team or on and the engineer is married and you get and it's against the protocol for Microsoft what does that have to do with Apple if Apple wants to hire you nothing has no, you just can't work in the NBA again you just can't work in tech ever again I don't understand it I don't understand it it would if he was to do the exact same thing working in Brooklyn with the woman in Boston same woman same smash now there's no rules broken. It only applies inside of the Boston universe. And I get uh, the hierarchical nature of, you know, not messing around with subordinates, how it looks, how power dynamics work. I'm going to say something controversial. As a woman, I know that there are women who are young in their careers who find power very attractive. They do not, that's not a thing where they believe they're going up the ladder. They're just more attracted to you now that you have that power. Is it, po is it possible that she pursued Ime Udoka? He's a good looking dude. He's engaged to Nia Long. I don't know. But not all that to say, none of this should disqualify him from being the head coach of the Nets. And women 
who are apparently coming forward within the Nets organization, somehow believe that Ime Udoka is some sort of predator. They're, they're making them out like, what does this mean for women? What does that even mean? What does this mean for women? He was a former assistant for the Nets. He's got a deep understanding of the workings of the team. He has a personal relationship with Katie and Kyrie. He was the only thing keeping that defense together when he was the assistant of the Brooklyn Nets. He's a defensive-minded coach. The Brooklyn Nets need a defensive-minded coach. The Boston Celtics had their defense turn around with the wonky roster in his first year, became the number one defense in the NBA. So, yeah, I understand that it's not great optics, but you got to win some games, baby. You got to win some games. Reports today by Mark Stein claim that there are strong voices uh, that Stein referred to that are advising against the hiring that were not just female employees for the Brooklyn Nets, but possibly Adam Silver, who is reportedly stepping in on this as well. I don't understand what's going on. I don't. I really don't. I get that it's like he's damaged goods and there's a stain on him right now and he's still serving the suspension for the crime, right? Uh, I know that there are going to be women with serious questions because that there are rumors that have not been addressed. But, like, at the end of the day, consensual relationship with a female employee, does that crime fit the punishment of losing your entire career when you're pretty good at that thing. No. No, it does not. I do not think that is fair. I do not think that is right. And I do not think that we as human beings can sit up here and be on our little high horse pretending like we don't do anything in our personal lives that could potentially jeopardize us in our professional setting. And if I do something here at Odyssey, does that mean that I can't work for Westwood One? I can't work for iHeart? I can't do a podcast with Spotify? What the fuck? I do not understand. There has not been any reporting that Ime Udoka did anything other than have a consensual relationship. And until that reporting comes out that's valid and ironclad, then that's the information that we have to go on. He's already been removed of, of being a head coach of a team that's currently the odds-on favorite to win the title. How much worse can it get? Honestly, don't you guys think, like, truthfully, him taking this job is the punishment? Taking the Brooklyn Nets job is the punishment. You went from Brooklyn, you went from Boston Celtics, odds-on favorite to win the title, to this fucking dumpster fire. That's your punishment. You are now the head coach of the Brooklyn Nets. Congratulations. I mean, come on now. This is a team, he needs a redemption arc, they need a redemption arc. Perfect fit. To me, it makes Brooklyn the perfect job for Ime Udoka, and Ime Udoka the perfect man for the job. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. 
time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I was wrong about Russell Westbrook. I was. I was wrong. But... Truthfully, there wasn't really much that he was doing that led me to the conclusion he was going to do anything else besides cry, fake injuries, and say he needed to be a starter. He literally said multiple times that he got injured by coming off the bench because his body wasn't used to it. Okay, so based on what we had seen, I didn't think he was going to embrace the role of a six-man. Like, Carmelo didn't do it. He had to sit out of the league two years. He started to thrive when he came back, but it took him being humbled. I never thought he would do that, but I never, even if he was to do it, there was no way he was going to like it. There was no way he was going to enjoy it. I thought he was like, okay, I'm going to begrudgingly do it because I'm going to say I'm a good teammate and, like, I don't want to be traded. I, I, I want to stay in L.A. I want to make my $40 million. But what we are seeing right now, can we just say that? Can we just talk about Russell Westbrook? What the fuck is happening? It Nobody's talking about it on ESPN. All they want to do is talk Kyrie, 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 Kyrie. What Russell Westbrook is doing right now, he is a terror downhill. This is why they used to compare him to Giannis. That, this version we're seeing of him right now. Impossible to stop downhill player, Russell Westbrook. Yes. As a result, in the last week, last week, seven days, he's gone from 55 to 1 to win six man of the year to the leader in the clubhouse at plus 195. Whoa. What Darvin Ham has done, that cannot be understated. Can we get a coach of the year winner just off of turning Russell Westbrook into a role player, an effective role player, even if they're 14th in the West? That would be something because this is impressive. This is probably the first time Russell Westbrook's have, having fun. Man, maybe like, so he didn't have fun in Houston. We know that. He had like very marginal amounts of fun in D.C. He had some fun with Paul George in OKC. But like truthfully, Russell Wilson probably, I mean, Russell Westbrook probably hasn't had like so much fun since KD was in OKC. That's crazy and fans are now cheering for us he's loving it before he even is in the game they're screaming his name in the first win of the season against the nuggets people called his performance inspirational 
He's not missing layups anymore. He's got vintage rust touch around the rim. He's got grace. He's got force. He's playing defense. Who knew? Who knew? He had five steals in one game this year. And when he's a playmaker, he can pass. Smart passer. Timely passing. Interesting passing. Very good. And it's not just my eyeball. His, his games off the bench, just like just statistically, 18, 8, and 3. 18, 8, and 8, 50% from the field. 13, 7, and 9. 28, 3, and 6, 64% from the field. 19, 3, 10 assists, and 3 for 5 from 3. Not surprisingly, Lakers 2 and 3 when he comes off the bench, and they're 0 and 5 in any other games. Man, I am happy for Russell Westbrook. Could this be a new, fresh start for him? I don't think there's another player like him. He's like Giannis, but he's what, 6'3? That's like his game. Not as effective as when you're 6'10, I'll just say that. Definitely doesn't, doesn't hurt you to be 6'10, but he has been very valuable, very effective role player. Hand up. Look in the camera, I was wrong. And for that, despite all the Lakers' trouble, I think Darvin Ham deserves a cookie or an award or a gold star. Because, and for all the fans in the Staples Center, God bless you guys for chanting MVP, MVP, when he's clearly not the MVP. He's clearly the sixth man because I think, shh, I think it's working. I think it works. So every few years... Uh, an article comes out about Steven Adams. Always. It's always the same. It's like, you know, middle of November, and there's like nothing really happening yet except for drama. So let's write a puff piece on Steven Adams and his incredible inhuman strength. Stories always crack me up. They're always like filled with random anecdotes from players you would think had nothing to say about Steven Adams, but they always do. The latest out of Memphis talks about Brandon Clark. Brandon Clark is backup center for the Grizzlies, but he has to he has to guard Steven Adams in practice. He's the scrimmage scrimmage uh, victim to Steven Adams, and and Brandon Clark said this about Steven Adams, which I thought was hilarious. He said, "Steven Adams makes me feel like I shouldn't even be out here. It's like I'm trying to get a board and he doesn't move. He's just not moving." He is the strongest person I've ever played against. Yeah, and if you watch him, he's just impossible to move out of the way. He has so many anecdotes about rooting himself into the ground and how his legs are the center of his strength and how he can't lift any weights, but who gives a fuck because he's stronger than everybody out on the court. He averages as many as five offensive rebounds a game at times during his career. And so... These stories about him being a freak of nature were plucked from various versions of these Stephen Adams' strongest man in the universe conversation. But Duncan Robinson said, there's always this unanimous number one strongest guy, and it's always Stephen Adams. He's, he's a terror. Jeremy Grant said, yeah, he's the strongest. But it was Jimmy Butler, I think, that was the funniest. He was like, that motherfucker's strong. Like, I'm serious. He hit me with one screen... And I thought my life was over. He's from Krypton or something. So you might ask yourself, where does this superhuman strength come from? Long hours in the weight room, perhaps. Strongman contests, Pilates, yoga, 
ghee butter like Aaron Rodgers, ayahuasca out in the desert? No. According to Stephen Adams in an ESPN article from 2019, he says it's the sauna. The sauna is what gives him this superhuman strength. He says that there's mythical powers. The sauna has some mythical powers in Adam's mind, the ability to tweak body chemistry, release hormones, and increase strength. The research behind it, mate, he says. You can bloody ask one of those guys who's got a degree, bloody science, whatever. I'm a big fan of science, but whoever searched that up, cool, because I'm a fan of the sauna. Seven feet, 270. Just chilling in the sauna, just getting strong. Just getting strong. And with Jaron Jackson out for another two months, I think his role only grows. I think he's going to only become more and more important. And he is just out there making things easy for Jaw. And he's an enforcer. You can't fuck with little old Jaw. You can't take him out of the air or you've got Steven Adams to deal with. Can't ask for more than that in your starting center. All these articles, all these articles about Kyrie Irving, all these think pieces, all these segments, all these rabbis talking about loving and kindness. Where does it go? Where does it all go from here? Because we saw now the six tenets or six qualifications that Kyrie Irving has to put in place in order to play for the Nets again. You're like, that's not going to happen. He's not going to do that. You think he's going to meet with the Jewish community and the Anti-Defamation League and have them scold him about what he did wrong and he's just going to sit there and accept that lashing and then go out to the public and be like, yeah, I was an idiot? Has there been anything in Kyrie Irving's past that gives you any idea that he would ever recant flat-earthing, vaxxing, all that stuff? Does anything give you any clue he's going to do these things? No. So the question that I have is this. Is he too toxic for anyone? Will Kyrie Irving play in the NBA anytime soon ever again? Sam Amick at The Athletic, former colleague of mine at USA Today, interviewed at least a dozen NBA executives, and they seem to think he might be too toxic. His future, uh, murky at best. So now, not only are the Lakers no longer, at one point they were interested in trading for him or picking him up on a mid-level exception, but now not only are they no longer interested in him being there, they won't take him at all. They don't want to trade for him. They don't want to sign him. If you're free, we don't want you. At any price. This was the only place, really, that made sense for him to go. And now, quote, impossible is the word used. Even Rob Palinka, even Linda Rambis is like, yeah, no. Not in L.A. There's a lot of Jewish people out here in L.A. Nobody. Other GMs calling him hard to manage. The opposite of a commodity. That's a... that's toxic. If you're not a commodity, if you're the opposite, you're trash. Like you're you're like a pest. The opposite of a commodity is a pest. Other GMs are saying that at best he's looking at one-year deals from here on out. 
And another said it's going to take a special organization and coach to want to deal with that guy. Miami comes to mind. I think Miami probably makes sense, but, man, Pat Riley doesn't fuck around. You get one chance. As soon as you are no longer viable. Remember what he did to Chris Bosh? Chris Bosh's sweetheart was given out. He had some rare disease, and he was like, you got to fucking go. I'm sorry. You're no longer welcome here. Kyrie, I don't know. I don't think he he's going to be – it's going to be tough slogging for him, tough sledding. And I, I see at some point – I can't imagine a world where he doesn't play basketball because he's so damn talented. But we're getting to that point where the problems and the controversy out and this missing games, period – outweigh his level of talent, which is just crazy to say. So will we ever see Kyrie Irving play again in a Brooklyn Nets uniform? Probably not. Will we see him play anywhere else? Who knows? Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Uh, moving forward to another Lakers player who is becoming less and less of a commodity. Anthony Davis. Is he on the trade block? Because according to Bill Simmons, maybe one of the dumbest smart people I've ever seen in my life, uh, he may be the Hail Mary that the Lakers are looking for to save their season. They're talking about that he is available for the right price. According to his latest podcast, Bill says this, AD just might be available. I don't know how close Bill Simmons is to, like, the Laker world, but the fact that we're talking about it means he's close enough for me to wonder and whisper. This is what Simmons said. So the Lakers lost again today. There's some buzz, some buzzing that AD might be available. That's the plan B because the Westbrook trade or whatever they think they can get for Westbrook and whether you want to give up future assets, maybe that doesn't even make sense because what are you actually getting if you're the Lakers? Yeah, I mean, Buddy Heald is, is a stump out here. 
Like, we know that. Like, you're getting Buddy Heald and Miles Turner. I don't think that moves me. And I'm sure this rumor is going to pick up steam, but the question is, like, he's making $37 million a year. Are you fucking serious? His nickname is Street Clothes. His nickname is Day to Davis. What team doesn't? Every team knows this. He's missed 20 or more games every single year since 2018, including more than half the games the past two years. Who takes that? Who? Who takes that contract on? Who wants to trade for Anthony Davis? Question, question, question. Who is going to give you anything for Anthony Davis? I don't know if I want Anthony Davis for free. I have to pay him $38 million, and what do I get back for that? Give me first-round picks for AD. Good player when healthy. I think his healthy days are long behind him. And if we're being honest, I think Russell Westbrook right now is a more tradable asset than AD. And that's saying a lot, a lot. With Braun looking bored, with Braun looking more interested in lying about the Migos, we got to talk about that for a second. Why does he lie so much? Why does LeBron James lie about things that are very easily disprovable? He said really quickly, a side road for the people. Didn't even think about bringing this up. He said he was listening to the Migos in 2010. He is such a liar. He lies about everything. I've been listening to those guys for so long. I was listening to those guys when I my first year with the Heat in 2010. And you can ask any one of my teammates back then, they had no idea who the Migos was. They were like cursing me out when I would play it throughout the weight room, would play it throughout the locker room. I was like, I'm telling you, these guys are next. I'm letting you know right now these days, like, turn this off. I'm not going to hear this. Um, and just fast forward, I mean, just, just knowing, um, you know, take off personally and, and send my condolences to, to Quavo and the family and the whole, whole QC family and everybody. He's basically telling the world he was listening to the Migos his first year with the Heat in 2010. You can ask any one of my teammates back then. He always brings somebody else in there to co-sign for his lies, too. He's like, you could, you could ask anybody, any one of my teammates, even though I'm a generational talent and they're not going to say, no, LeBron's fucking lying. I did not say that. He did not say that. They had no idea who the Migos was, and I, I was like, I'm telling you, these guys are next. 2010. The Migos mixtape, the first mixtape, was in 2011. So tell me, Braun, how did you get access to the Migos mixtape, not their EP, not their LP, not their real disc, in 2010, when the thing didn't even come out in 20, until 2011? He just unnecessary lies, and he always wants to pretend to be like some oracle. He always wants to say, like, oh, I, I remember Kobe Bryant. I saw him warming up. I saw him light, lacing up his shoes. And you can ask my, any of my friends. They'll tell you. Uh, I said that Kobe Bryant was going to drop 70, maybe 80 that day. And you know what? He dropped 80. It's like, stop lying. Who the fuck is Sam Hauser? Anybody know? Mm. Where did he go to school? That's what guys always do. Where did he go to school? Marquette Golden Eagles. Marquette Golden Eagles. So he could be the Celtics' greatest weapon, greatest secret weapon this year. Hauser, like I said, 
Small forward for Marquette, Virginia. 6'7 from Wisconsin, went undrafted in 2021, signed a two-way with Boston, spent most of last year on the G League team. Then he hooked, hooked on sort of late, played 26 games last year as a deep, very deep bench player because I don't remember him at all. Brad Stevens and Ime Udoka loved him, signed him to a three-year, $6 million contract, so he's getting paid, and he is... Getting run right now. 13 minutes per game, six and a half re- uh, six and a half points, two rebounds, one assist. For 13 minutes a game, that's pretty damn good. But it was the game against the Knicks where he arrived. 17 points for Sam Hauser. Five for eight from three. And now he is a cult hero like Taco Fall. Tatum even came and uh, and praised him with this post-three celebration. He hit a timely three against the Knicks, and then he let loose with a celly that made Tatum repeat it after the game. What was it? He said, boom, motherfucker, boom. Hauser dropped a boom, motherfucker, on the Knicks. And Joe Mazzula said all they need him to do is shoot threes. He knows how to play off of other guys. He can read defenses. He puts a lot of pressure on the defense, so it really helps our spacing. Jalen Brown loves him. Brown said, Sam is lights out. You can't leave him. We're looking for him. He works hard. He's developing a nice role for himself in this league. Yeah, I think you're going to see a lot of Hauser this year. So be ready for that boom, motherfuckers, because this dude is going to continue to chuck and continue to boom. That's all the time that we have for the heat check. We'll be back Monday with an all-new episode. No, we will be back. We'll be back Thursday. We'll be back Thursday. My bad. Let me do this again. That's all the time that we have for the Heat Check. We'll be back Thursday with an all-new episode. Check out the feed for past episodes, which drop pretty much every day. Follow us, the Heat Check, as the season continues to roll downhill. Do not forget to download, subscribe. Please tell your friends, every single one of them. Follow us on social at this Heat Check and at Trista Crick on TikTok. And a huge thanks to my producer, Nick Berlansky, who keeps putting up these mini-episodes, even at 10 p.m. at night, anytime something big comes up, anytime we have an interview. And that helps you all. So thank you to Nick, and thank you to all of you. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.